Welcome to Get Up With God. It's good to see you this morning. We're here on another day, ready to read the Word together. Let's get in the Word, let's pray, and we'll get our day started. Welcome to the show. If you haven't been with me before, this is Get Up With God. I'm your host, Dylan Maverick. We're going to study the Word together, read a devotional, get our day started, get some revelation, and then we'll carry on with our life. How about that? But it's good to see you this morning. If you're joining me live, thank you so much. If you're on YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, uh, Facebook, thank you so much for joining. Uh, be sure to leave a comment. Drop a comment in the comment section. And say good morning to me. Just makes me feel better that I'm not reading the Bible with all these lights and camera by myself. But uh, be sure to hit the like button. Share the post. You know, Let other people know about it. That gets the word out. And be sure to like it. That's an important thing, too, because it brings our... Uh, page up in the rankings of Facebook and let's it puts it in front of people that you know you know or friends of friends and lets other people know about it. If you're listening by podcast, if you're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, Amazon Music, any of those, be sure to follow the page as well because that brings us up in the rankings on podcasts and uh, lets other people know about us and uh, kind of gets the word out so you can, can do your part with that and just it's just a click. I don't send out a bunch of emails and different things like that. Um, but I do like to get the word out and let people know about the show and make sure people can be a participant in it. So thank you everybody that prays and supports, uh, get up with God. You know, we're able to do a lot of things and reach people, help people. And, uh, get, I get testimonies every week about what a blessing the show is to people and how it starts their day the right way. And that's the, that's the goal we want to help people. I want to help you start your day in the word. And, uh, if we can do any of that and, reach people and get people in the word in the mornings. I think it's a great way to start the day. I know it's a great way to start the day. I don't think it is, you know, getting God involved in what you do and getting God involved in your life is the most, if not the only important thing that can result in the, uh, benefit of your life. So I think it's a great thing if you're with me this morning live, but if you're listening later, you're watching later, uh, that's, that's a great too. You know, that's why we make it available on all those platforms. So Let's open this morning. Um, we're going to continue. This is part three of the power of the work that Jesus did on the cross of Calvary and before he went to the cross. But this is the power of the work of Jesus. And today we're going to talk about prosperity and uh, the things that entail to that, the curse and the blessing and what Jesus did in the work of that. But I want to turn to, uh, let's turn to Matthew 27 is where we're going to start. And we're going to pray here in a second. And just go through some of these scriptures, and we're going to believe God together for some revelation. And believe with me, but uh, it's good morning to see you. It's good to see everybody this morning, and uh, glad that you're on with me. Randy, good morning. Good to see you, brother. Mom, love you so much. Keith and Becky, love you guys. Thanks for being on with me this morning. Amanda, Jared, Mandy, thank you guys for being on and watching and commenting. Be sure to share the post uh, on your Facebook as well. Donnie, good to see you, brother. Glad to see you're doing better, man. Love you. Danielle, Miss Connie, love you guys. Thank you guys for being on. If you're on YouTube, on Twitch, um, be sure to comment. Uh, leave a comment in the on the live feed. I don't think it drops into the comments in the recorded version of it, but I can see your posts live on Twitch and on, twi on Twitch and Facebook as well as YouTube, but tw uh, for some reason, Twitter, I can't. Uh, if you're watching from Twitter, I know we have a few followers on Twitter that watch, but I don't see the page on there uh, on my software here. But thank you guys for joining. 
Uh, Elaine Bess, it's good to see you guys. Thank you guys all for being with me this morning. But let's turn into Matthew chapter 27. And we're going to start down in Um, let's start in verse 35. And so just to recap what we've accomplished this week so far and what we've reviewed, you know, this is a powerful week, Friday and Saturday, Jesus did a lot of work on our behalf Friday, you know, as you, as we reviewed what this, what the world calls good Friday. Jesus was taken in front of the courts. He was he was spit on, mocked, ridiculed, beaten, heavily beaten. You know, beat, saying he was beaten doesn't do it nearly enough justice. But he was completely destroyed. His body was beaten and destroyed. And then he was crucified and on that night, and and died on the cross. Then was laid to, laid to rest in a tomb. And Saturday, we know he was still in the grave Saturday doing work for us on our behalf. And we're going to talk about some of that work that he did in that intermediary time. Uh, or, or we have been talking about that, that the work, what Jesus did was taking the things that we deal with on today's basis. And he was taking the burden of that and dealing with the consequences of it and things that we face today and challenges we face today. A lot of it can be uh, escalated to a higher level with power that Jesus has done for us, work that he's done for us. And so Jesus did this work Friday, Saturday, into Sunday, and then there was work done by him actually hanging on the cross. And a few of the things that we've talked about so far is by the beating that on his body, stripes he took, there was healing made available to you and me, healing in our bodies. There was peace made available mentally, emotionally there was peace made available by the work that he did because the bible says that that the chastisement of our peace was upon him and so any abuse mentally emotionally that we take on that we deal with insecurities he dealt with for us he took that burden on force now it's not to say that we won't face any of those things but he paid the price for it in the terms of now we we don't have to be succumbed to it we don't have to um we don't have to live under the shadow of it. We can overcome those things, not because of our own power or our own ability or our own discipline or skill. It's because of the work that Jesus did that we can overcome these things. And um, so just that's just a recap. But but something that I that I want to talk about today and this could this could this part three could really turn into multiple parts is and we'll see how much we get through this morning. But but what we're going to talk about is and what I've been reading about is the the, the curse of the, that happened in the Old Testament uh, when Adam and Eve gave up our really he gave us up he abandoned us as humanity um, Adam and Eve they gave up the dominion and power that we had and Jesus actually is the first to return that power and that authority back to us. And in doing that, he's returned all the authority and dominion that we should have had through life. And what the Old Testament was, was, the people in the Old Testament were trying to do by animal sacrifices and all the things that they were trying to do to redeem us from this curse that we were, we were living in. Well, let's, let's get into the scriptures here. We'll pray. 
And then we'll, we'll go into this. So I know this is a little studying and uh, it's a little teachy this morning. And, and that's kind of what we're doing is we're going through this devotional. So let's go ahead and read uh, out of Matthew 27 and uh, then we'll pray and we'll get into this. So Matthew 27, 35, then they crucified him, divided his garments, casting lots that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophet. They divided my garments among them and for my clothing, they, cl- they cast lots. And sitting down, they kept watch over him, and they put up over his head the accusations written against him. This is Jesus, the king of the Jews. Uh, In other words, mocking him, ridiculing him with a a sign. And the two robbers were crucified with him, one on the right, one on the other. And so now we see that Jesus is on the cross. He's been crucified. And uh, um, the, uh, the work that he had done previously, Friday and Saturday into Sunday... He had, there's a lot he bought back for us with the, with all the beatings that he did. But now the work on the cross is there's something completely different that's happened here. So I want to read in Genesis three, just turn there. As we know now, Jesus has been crucified, um, turn into Genesis three with me and let's pray real quick. And then we'll get into this. So Lord, we thank you for this day. We glorify you. We magnify you. We lift you up. We ask for your help this morning, Lord, for revelation, for insight, for wisdom. We give you this time. We give you our time this morning. Lord, you're the king of our life. You are the Lord of our life. We uh, surrender ourselves to you this morning, and we just love you, Lord. We praise you. We give you the glory, the honor. Uh, Lord, we just ask that you would visit us this morning. Help us. Give us revelation. Give us insight. I ask that anybody listening this morning would be touched by the words that we speak this morning, Lord, that you would speak through me, help me and that we'd minister to the people that are listening, and that it'd be a help to them, that it would empower them, that the Word of God would be power and strength to them. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. All right. All right. Well, it's good to see you. I'm glad you're on with me this morning. You could still be sleeping right now, but here we are at 6.15 in the morning in the Word. That's a great thing. What a wonderful thing. All right. Let's jump into this. So Genesis 3. And I want to start in um, verse 17. Then he said to Adam. Then to Adam he said, this is Jesus, I'm sorry, God speaking to Adam. Then Then to Adam he said, because you have heeded the voice of your wife and eaten from the tree which I commanded you, saying you shall not eat of it. Cursed is the ground for your sake, and toil you shall eat of it in all the days of your life. Both thorns and thistles it shall bring forth for you, and you shall eat the herb of the field. In the sweat of your face you shall eat bread till you return to the ground, for of it you are taken, and for dust you are, and the dust you shall return. And uh, Adam called his wife's name Eve because she was the mother of all living. And as for Adam and his wife, the Lord God made tunics for them and clothed them. Now they've. Uh, this has been the official start of the curse on the earth. So one thing you got to make clear, one thing I want to make clear to people is God's not a cursing God. See, God was trying to keep Adam and Eve from a cursed life, not curse them. God doesn't need to curse people. He can completely annihilate them, right? God is the creator. He can also destroy anything if he wanted to, but he, he doesn't. There is a curse on this earth and God was trying to prevent them from seeing things prematurely before they were ready to by eating of that tree they ate of the tree and now they they god said that there's a curse 
because they ate of the tree, not because God did anything to curse them, because they ate of that tree, they're, the cursed is the, the ground that they walk on, the ground that they live on. There is a curse on it. And so that curse, listen, the curse that's on the earth, I'm trying to summarize this and keep it as uh, morning devotional as possible because we don't have a lot of time. But the curse that's on the earth is what inhibits people from having the success and dominion and uh, I would say the the life that they would really want to have, that the curse does that. Now, who's the curse come from? The enemy. The enemy is what's what's driving the curse in the earth. He We gave dominion and power over to the enemy, and there's a curse on the earth. So you, you can't blame God for anything negative or anything, excuse me, anything bad that happens on the earth. It's not, listen, it's not Democrats' faults or there's an enemy <laughs> or Republicans or whoever. It's not either the people's fault. There's people driven by the enemy and there's a curse in this earth. And God wants to keep you out of the curse. God wants to keep us out of the curse that's in the earth. And that's why there's so much turmoil and wars and uh, starve, you know, children starving in other countries and even in our country. And there's poverty, there's sickness, there's disease because the earth is cursed. And if we live under the, the curse that's on the earth, our life will be cursed. There will be a curse within our life that doesn't allow promotion. It doesn't allow prosperity uh, in, in any regard. Prosperity, not just in money, but your finances will be hindered as well. Financial curses are a serious, real thing. Family curses are a serious, real thing. And I'm not talking about like witchcraft here. I'm talking about that the there's a blanket curse over the earth. And if you live underneath that blanket, anything you do within that blanket is going to be cursed. Anything you do with under with underneath that blanket of the curse of the earth, is, and 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 here's what here's what's happened in society is you see a lot of wicked people that succeed and have a lot of success that you can visually see financial success they seem emotionally happy and, and mentally happy maybe uh, maybe behind closed doors you don't see it but you see people that rise to a high level and they're wicked people evil people that do evil wicked things that god doesn't find pleasure in but why are they find why do they find so much success underneath the curse well it's simple you can you can maneuver your way within the curse on the earth to have a level of success but there's always the curse attached to it that that the enemy has access to those things and the enemy won't have, doesn't have any problem allowing enough success in your life to prevent you from accessing the greatest things of God for your life if as long as the path that you're on leads you away from heaven and lead you away from the things of God. He doesn't have a problem promoting you and giving you the things that you seem that seemingly seem nice, but there's always a curse attached there's a there's a price tag attached to that without without Jesus involved in it. Because listen, now go to Galatians 3 with me. I know this is a lot of teaching stuff. We're going to a lot of scriptures this morning, but this is part of our devotional. This is what we do in the morning. So go to Galatians 3 with me. Let's see where I want to start. Verse 13. 
Well, let's start, let's start up a little bit. Let's read out of verse 10. For as many as are of the works of the law under the curse, for it is written, Curses everyone who does not continue in all things which are written in the book of the law to do them. So they've created this law. In the old, that's what the entire Old Testament is. The Old Testament was ways of getting out of the curse. And they created laws and Ten Commandments and all these things and sacrifices of animals to get out of the curse. They didn't want to be in the curse. So they want to get out of the curse. And they created all these ways to get out of the curse. But there was only one way. There was only one way out of the curse. That someone had to come to be a sacrifice, the final sacrifice, to get to remove humanity from the curse. To remove you and me from the curse so that whatever we put our hand to doesn't fall underneath this curtain or this blanket of curse. You ever wonder why your business isn't blessed? You, do you wonder why your job or what, what you do isn't thriving and growing and, and exploding with success on a regular basis? Maybe not. You, you don't see explosive growth on you know, every day. But you should, after a year, look back and say, I'm doing better than I was the previous year. You should look back on a year and look back to that previous year to where you are and say, wow, I'm doing better than where I was January 1 and I'm at December 31. I'm doing better than, it should be a growth pattern. It doesn't mean things don't happen. There's not ebbs and flows. I mean, you, you shouldn't have dramatic valleys and deep places where you're in you know, dark depression and stuff. That shouldn't happen to someone that's not under the curse. Well, Dylan, that's just far-fetched to think that people don't deal with the things of life. That's not what I'm saying. Don't that actually that is what I'm saying. Don't make excuses for the lack of the blessing in your life. Don't make excuses for that. Well, you know, I'm just this and that and maybe I've made some poor decisions. Well, don't make those decisions. Get under the blessing of God for your life. He's got so much for you. We're going to read here where you can get out from underneath that curse. It's not this hex curse like a witch curses somebody. This is this is stupidity does that stuff happen sure but the, a child of god can't be cursed by a witch we're protect we have a protection over us what i'm referring to as this curse is what came to the earth when jesus i'm sorry when adam and eve uh, uh abandoned god's authority and abandoned god's commandment did what they wanted to do and now there's there we we now walk after our ancestry adam and eve we 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 don't but the people after them walked underneath the ancestry of underneath the curse. So whatever they put their hand to would be cursed. Uh, um, in Deuteronomy, uh, it says this, it shall come to pass if you don't obey, obey the voice of your God, these uh, uh, to obey his commandments and his statutes to this day, these, these curses will come upon you and overtake you. This is the curse that takes place that's on the earth right now. And, and, and the place that humanity is, unless they go fall underneath the power and authority that Jesus did the work for us to get us out of the curse for, uh, listen to this curse. Shall you be in the city and in the country curse? Shall your basket be and your kneading bowl curse shall the fruit of your body and the produce of your land and the increase of your cattle and the offspring of your flocks. Well, I don't know it personally, anybody that survives solely alone by cattle and offspring of their flocks of cattle, uh, produce from their land, meaning farmers, there's plenty of farmers and plenty of cattlemen, but you could essentially just say your business cursed shall be your business. Cursed will you be when you come in? Cursed will you be when you go out? 
this is the curse that's on the earth unless you put what your life put your life underneath the blanket of Jesus's protection. Then in Galatians three, I know I'm jumping around, but you just follow and listen. But Galatians three. Eleven, but but that no one is justified by the law in the sight of God is evident for the just shall live by faith. Yet the law is not of faith, but the man who does them shall live by faith. Now, this is this is where Jesus came into where the curse is on the earth. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree, that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in, the, in Christ Jesus, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. So there's an entirely new segment of life made available to those that fall underneath the blanket of Jesus's work that he did. There's a curse, two basic principles. There's a curse on the earth. And anybody who's not underneath the blessing of Jesus or the work that Jesus did has to fall underneath the blanket of the curse. Now, there's people right now who aren't operating in, within the work that Jesus did, but believe on Jesus, receive Jesus, they, they believe that he is, but they haven't received the work that Jesus did and they still live in principles and mindset underneath the curse of the earth that we're in. That's why there's Christians that you meet, people that go to church, maybe you go to church with people, people you go to church with, people that you see on a regular basis or whatever, what what have you, that are cursed in their life in multiple ways, meaning they just don't see the blessing of God in their life. Maybe it's emotionally, maybe it's financially, maybe it's in health, any area. They don't see that blessing in their life. Well, but they're saved. They believe Jesus, but it's not enough to just believe that Jesus is and that he existed. Remember what it says in Hebrews 11. We must believe that he is. We must believe that God is. He exists and that he is also a rewarder of those. So to access that work, it takes faith that we might receive the promise of the spirit through faith. So it takes work, and we kind of circle back to this, but that's where it leaves us today. Why do you, why do you think there's so many, like my pastor, who, who, oh yeah, if you haven't wished my pastor a happy birthday, his birthday was yesterday, um, on the 19th, I just dated the program, oh well, we just did it, but, but wish him a happy birthday and um, you know, tell him that for me, but happy birthday, Pastor Rich, we love you, and, uh, but he, why do you think guys like Pastor Rich and there's, there's, you know, Kenneth E. Hagan spent his life, Brother Norville Hayes. But you take these, these men of God, these, these generals in the faith that preach faith. And not just for blessing of money or blessing of health or ble- whatever. Prosperity in every area. Not just, not just money. Money is absolutely has every, has, has, uh, is a part of prosperity. But also health is part of prosperity. You know, first, uh, third John says the book of third of John, third book of John, not John in the, the gospels, John, but third John says, beloved, I wish above all things that you would prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. Well, how can your soul prosper And your is fine? Is it just financial prosperity or is it health prosperity? Yes. 
it encompasses all of it. It, it goes, it's the, it's the full spectrum of it. And so why there's so many messages you've heard, you've heard of a, I don't know. I wouldn't call it a, uh, a group or a religion, but the, the Christian, uh, um, phrase word of faith, or you hear faith preachers. Well, why, why is that so prominent? Why is that such a important thing? Like we, we, I had a whole segment that we did devotionals on, on just receiving faith, how faith comes to you. And it comes by the preaching of the word, but faith is the ingredient within the work that Jesus did that allows us to access the things that Jesus did. Because the work that Jesus did is freely available to every person. This is how I visualize it. I visualize the work of Jesus as a picture, a mail room at a, at a post office and you've got a wall. You're standing in front of a wall and on that wall, there's hundreds of uh, dozens or hundreds of mailboxes with keyholes in it, like at a, at a, at a, at a uh, post office. And you're standing in front of this wall and you've got all these cubbies, mailbox cubbies, for lack of a better term. I don't know, cubbies. I probably haven't said the word cubbies since I was in kindergarten. But you got, you're got you at a post office and you see all these cubbies of mailboxes and they all have little doors on them. You've, you've been to a post office. If you haven't been to a post office, just follow the story. But you go to a post office, you see the wall, and they all they're all these little doors and you got dozens or hundreds of them in front of you. And they all have little keys and they don't have handles on them, but you stick your key in the hole, twist the key and you open your door and inside you've got some envelopes in it. Well, imagine you're standing in front of this wall of post office boxes. Well, the way I picture the blessing, what God, what Jesus, the work that Jesus did is he's made that available that for you to stand in front of that wall by the work that he did. And inside of those mailbox boxes is any acts is access is blessing for anything that you need in your life. You, do you need healing? Do you need a new heart? You open up one of those mailbox boxes. There's a new heart for you. Do you need, um, do you need extra money for something that you're, you're, you're endeavoring to do in your life? Or do you need extra income? You know, you, you've got some extra things that are going on in life and you need more income. You want to raise in your job. Uh, maybe you want, you know, instead of, uh, if you're making an hourly or you're making a salary, you want an extra X amount of dollars per week or per year. Well, within that mailbox box, you open it up and there's, there's that thing for you. Oh, you know, well, the way I picture it now is you're standing in front of that, but, but Jesus's work made everything within those mailboxes available to you. And he gave you access to stand in front of those by, uh, by his work and you receiving the work that he did. But the only way for you to get inside of those mailboxes is with the key. And the key is faith. See, he's made it all available to you. But to open those mailboxes, you have to take the key of faith and the way your faith works, which we're not going to, we may go into faith. You know, this is, we're just led by the Lord on these, on what we do in these devotionals. But this is what faith does is it accesses all of the things that Jesus has made available to you. And then you're standing in front of this mailbox office with all these mailbox cubbies 
and Jesus has given you everything within. It's all yours. It's available. Everybody has the same key. Every person on planet Earth has the same key to access there, and there's an unlimited supply in each mailbox cubbyhole. And all you've got to do is take the key of faith, access it, and you use faith to open up that door, receive the thing that you've, you've got inside of it that's available to you. But here's the problem, is you and other people on this earth don't access all the things that God has, that Jesus has made available to you. You access a few things like the salvation one. That's the big box at the bottom. You ever stand in front of that wall and then there's a big box at the bottom? Everybody opens that one. You know, you open that one up and, and you know, a lot of times, you know, at our, our, our apartment complex here, which I can't wait to be out of, I feel like I'm in detention or I feel like I'm in like a, a quarantine hall here in this apartment, you know, <laughs> nothing against apartments, but I'm ready to move to my, my new home that I've purchased. So we'll be over there in the next couple months, but I'm, we're in this apartment and there's this like there's this little mailbox center and in the mailbox center, everybody's got a mailbox little thing. And, uh, you take the, you take your key and you can go in your mailbox, but then they have this big wall of, uh, computerized cubbies where you get a, you get a code emailed to you and then you go and you punch in your code and you sign it on the screen and then it pops a cubby open and you go get it. Well, a lot <laughs> There's only so many cubby boxes, so you know everybody orders Amazon. I mean, you could, I could steal everybody's Amazon boxes in this apartment complex, and and I know who lives in what apartment. I mean, there's no privacy whatsoever. Every your name's on the box. You, I mean, the box is just sprued, you know, all all uh, laid around that mailroom. Um, and there's, you know, I could just steal everybody's stuff if I wanted to because it's just laying around because there's not enough cubbies for all the stuff to go into. And so you go in there and there's boxes. Well, that's the easy, that, that, that to me is like salvation. You receive it, you walk in the mailroom, boom, you got your box. You No work is involved in it. You don't have to put any work in, effort in. You confess, believe Jesus died, rose again. Boom, got my Amazon box. I'm going home. But Dylan, uh, the Lux thing, there's like 15 more boxes in there for you. Are you going to get those? Yeah, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll go, I'll get them. But they're, uh, I'm a little busy right now. You know, I'm, I've got this box that I've got, and this is good enough for now. Uh, it's, it's a little heavy, so I'm going to take it with me, and I'll, I'll go, I'll come back for the rest later. That's what people do today in society is you walk into your, your blessing room, your blessing hall, where you have all the cubbies of blessing from, from Jesus, the work that Jesus did, healing, prosperity, peace, a better home. You know, your house is in one of those little cubbies, your new house, your new whatever, your new job, your new career, your new car, your, you know, you believe in for a child, your new, the, the, your, the, the birth of a new child is in there. You name it. It's in these cubbies that Jesus made available because he was cursed for you. You don't have to live in the curse. But it takes the faith, the key of faith to access those cubbies. And most of the time, most people only access the easy thing, which is salvation. And then sometimes leaning up against the wall, there's these big, huge boxes that don't fit inside any of the other cubbies. And, you know, that might be the infilling of the Holy Ghost and people receive the infilling of the Holy Ghost. And then they leave everything else on the table they leave everything else because it takes a little work takes some confessing it takes studying the word and getting revelation from god it takes a relationship with god to get to the higher things the greater things of life don't be one of those people stuck on the ground level of of life in christianity because you don't want to put the work in put the work into the word 
God gave us access to everything in his word by his son Jesus becoming a curse for us. So we don't have to live in anything that's cursed. It took, you know, I got, I, I, I have accepted the fact that God has bigger things in mind than what my mind can even accept. And I just, I came to a place where I was like, you know what? I'm just not going to get frustrated about stuff as I just, you know, there's little things that do bother me. And then I, I've, my wife taught me this with our daughter is, Hey, pick and choose the battles, right? You're going to have a lot of battles that you can go to, but pick and choose your battles. I just, you know, I, I just choose not to get frustrated about stuff that doesn't meet my finite way of thinking. I choose to believe the things that God has for me are much bigger than, as it says in, in Proverbs, his ways are significantly higher than my ways. His, his thinking is higher than the way that I can think. His plans are significantly more detailed and have a better strategy than my, my plans do. It's much better than mine. So access your cubby. Access your your post office office box from heaven. Don't just access the boxes laying around the cubby. Access the greater things that that he has for you. Access all the wonderful things that he has for you. Well, I'm done for today. I think we've got enough out. Um, we're going to continue in some of this tomorrow, talking about the curse and the blessing, and then we'll probably lead right back into faith. But thank you for everybody for. Uh, for joining this morning and, and being a part of our devotional. Um, what a blessing that we have available to us through Jesus Christ. You know, if you've never received Jesus or you're listening or watch, if you're listening on a podcast, I know you can't see my screen, but if you go to my website on any of the podcast sites that you're on, I, I have a link tree available that you can go into. If you want to meet Jesus, you can go right to my website and there's a prayer for you on there. It's one of the biggest things on my website that you can click. As soon as you open the page, it says meet Jesus. Click that. A prayer will pop up. Just say that prayer with me and uh, believe that that the things that Jesus has for you are will be made available to you. And uh, you can do that on my, right on my website. But listen, I love you so much. Thank you for everybody that prays and supports for our ministry. Uh, check out this last video as I end here. It'll give you some information if you want to partner with me. Um, we've got multiple people that partner on a monthly basis. We're believing God for 420 people to partner with Get Up With God on a monthly basis according to Mark 4 and 20. And uh, we'll, we'll believe for 30, 60, or 100-fold return on the seed sown. So we're believing strong for that so we can do a lot of great things. Believing God for a studio. Um, trying to uh, start a new program uh, for uh, political things and the news of what's going on. I'm believing God for insight and revelation on what that program is going to look like, what the um, time is going to be, and, and and where we find time to do that. So a lot of great stuff going on. Believe with me. Um, great things happening in, in life and in ministry. So I love you so much. Be blessed today. I will see you bright and early tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. for our, our morning devotional. But thanks for joining me today. And uh, I love you. Have a great day today. Talk to you soon.